0: The only thing I know is that I know nothing. Moin, did you know that there is no truth, no ultimate truth that is completely right and the only way to do things? Well, I guess somehow we all know that this is true, that there is no truth. But still, we act as if there was one way or a few ways, but only a few to do things. And oftentimes, this is not really our own. Okay, beware that everything what I'm saying here is highly subjective. And that is the first quote-unquote problem because I realized that I used to think, and sometimes I still do, that everyone thinks the way I do. Not not consciously, but that just for me sometimes there is no other option because some things just seem so logical to me that I honestly I don't get how people can think differently. And I mean that in a positive as well as negative way. So, for example, when I don't like myself for whatever reason. I just can't imagine someone else could ever feel differently. But the same way when I think not eating meat is a great way to help the environment. I really don't understand how people wouldn't agree with that. Because for me, that's just facts. For me, that is my truth so to say and to be honest I don't really know what sense it makes for me to tell this but I feel like it's mostly for myself because I want to I want to remember and make myself aware again of the fact that everything the the way you see the world is so subjective And, um, well, not only subjective, but I think that we also have to think, in order to accept that it's all subjective, we also have to think in relative terms. And wait, 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 Let let me explain that, because maybe it makes sense. So the internet says that relativism is the claim that knowledge, truth, and morality exist in relation to culture or society and that there are, in fact, no universal truth, while subjectivism is the claim that knowledge is merely subjective and that there is no external or objective truth. (laughs) Well, of course, you can't deny that we are all so subjective, but the fact that we are living in a culture it's inevitable. Well, sometimes I wish I could just live in a cave without culture, but i don't I don't think that would work out. Well, I haven't tried, maybe I should, but the society we live in obviously creates our truth because I think that we need some norms to live by. I mean, of course, that's just the whole point of societies. If everyone would have their own, you know, everyone has their own truth. But in order to control, or know to live together, you need some common rules or some common, I don't know, truths, so to say, moralities, so that you can live in that culture. But still, I think it's really interesting and very important to also be aware of the fact that this is only this is only one truth. This is a truth made up by a society that we all agree on or not. Because I think especially now but you can discuss so much but but okay the truth about body image or about the way things should be done, about politics. This is all just invented by a mass of people that share a truth. But in the end, there is no truth. As many people as exist in the world, there are as many truths as people that exist, you know? Because it's all so subjective. And then there are these common truths. But in the end, it's all made up. Okay, that carries, no, no, no. that doesn't help anyone. But I just mean, I think it's really helpful to know that your truth is always right. Because there is not one truth. And that means there are a thousand truths. And that also validates your opinion. Of course, it's a bit difficult to say, because then it would also justify the doings of horrible political leaders or just uh, of murderers, because you say, oh, yeah, well, it's that truth. No, but uh, but technically, I don't know. It's a very, very difficult topic, but I want to keep it on the useful side. So (laughs) I think it's useful to know that your opinion is always valid because no one will ever completely agree with you. And that also means you will never ever completely agree with someone else because it's just not you. I often also wonder about, about our communication. So, okay, see, we have language. Someone invented language with the goal of communicating clearly. But in reality, I believe that nothing can ever express what you are trying to say. Because even language is so abstract that we can only express so much with it. But we have to accept that. So what do I try to spread with this claim of subjectivity and saying that it is so important? I take a bit of an issue with that because then I think oh my god yeah but what I'm promoting so much individuality am I promoting narcissism I don't know maybe and am I just helping to disrupt the world even more because everyone just thinks oh I'm so unique and uh, I'm the best and then it's just all about narcissism and no one cares about others but no 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 hear me out I also support knowing yourself in order to become more sensitive to others. Because, oh my God, that's the same cheesy saying as when you say, oh, you have to love yourself to love others. Well, it does contain some truth. Even though there is no objective truth. Oh my God, life gets so complicated. Well, um, I think in order to live in a society, to just... Be useful to us. No, no, no. To be able to live comfortably in a society, you first, or it's a really big part to understand yourself so that you can understand others because in reality we are, okay, no, we are all basically kind of the same. The same basic structures. Humans are similar. Of course, we are all unique. But I think understanding your basic, your basic needs or your basic, your basic facilities is, is really necessary, in order to become sensitive to others. And I think that it really facilitates communication. So, the slogan I want to put out is, understand yourself to understand others. That. That implies that you are not like other- that you have to realize that you are not like others, but that also implies that others are not like you well, and what am I even trying to say with that exactly that what I try to what I try to explain in the beginning, I always think that. People or sometimes I think that well they have to think the same as I do, no, because it's the only logical thing. Um, but that's not true. Um, they are not like me, and I have to accept that. But that also grants me the thought of realizing okay I am unique, I am valid. I think it's often very easy to fall into the trap of saying or thinking well, others think the same what I think is true because it's so easy it helps so much to generalize things I always try to generalize things saying like oh yeah this is my opinion eating meat is bad for the environment so why should you do it um and i i think i do that and i think many people do it to to kind of understand the world but i really had to realize that it's basically not possible and what i also mean by generalizing is that i do believe that many people do that or try to do that i had a time where i was really focused on trying to find out who I am because that's also one, one thing of society. It tells us that, okay, you have to know who you are. I don't know why you need to know, but you just do. So I then fell for it and I was like, yes, I'm going to find out who I am. And for that, I really tried to figure out who I was trying to classify myself and trying to put myself into definite boxes, or definite, I don't know, yeah, definite classes or something of people to just know who I was, and to understand myself and my place in the world, and I think it's, oh, for me, it was really hard realizing that it, it's, it's just not possible, because, well, one hand, I don't know who I am, but every time I am not myself, I know it. Like you, I, I guess, I think you know that. You, We all feel when something is off and then you would say, okay, well, I'm not really myself right now. Even though you couldn't precisely say who you are, you can always say who you are not, what you can always realize when you're not yourself. And I wanna say that I think that might be enough that we should all take the pressure from ourselves to exactly categorize who we are. Because you know what I noticed when I tried to define who I am, I did that with a kind of outsider perspective. So I. It's a bit hard to explain, but maybe you know what I mean. I always tried to see myself from the outside. But doing that, I kind of adopted the view from others, or what I thought others others would see me like. And this, of course, tended to be quite negative, because I only thought about what is annoying about me from the outside or what people might think is annoying I think that's a very common tendency you always need to criticize yourself and I think because it also to me it seems so naive to assume that people possibly have good things to say about me that it seemed really narcissistic for me to even think about people saying nice things about me so I... I tried to classify myself and in the end it just made me sad <laughs> and it, it, it doesn't have sense. I don't know, maybe some of you had the same thing, but of course I can't, why, how could I even classify myself? Because then if I say, okay, I am, well, I am blonde, yeah, well, that's a description obviously, but what if I... <laughs> my hair color then I'm not blonde if I say I'm a happy person does that mean that I can never be sad does that mean I always have to be happy because I always feel like when I once say oh yeah I'm a really happy person positive person and then once I have one negative thought not only will I put myself down for it but I will also think oh my god whether I others gonna think about me because I said I was this and now I'm not oh it's um It's tough, and I also want to add that there's this common, common thing people say when someone is just, I don't know. I think when someone is just changing their opinion, or is one day is like that and the other day is like that, and you're like, people often say, or I feel like people sometimes say, oh, she's so two-faced and they use it in such a negative way and i thought about that and i realized because i also always thought oh well i have to be that one person that with this, these specific characteristics and that's me and nothing else but i want to i want to state here that i am also a two-faced bitch <laughs> well no that's up to you to decide if i'm a bitch but i want to say that i'm two-faced and even more than two but that does doesn't mean a negative thing because everyone has so many identities and especially in today's world it becomes even more even more difficult to try and put yourself into those categories because think about it you have a if you use the internet, you have an identity in the internet. A slightly different identity for every language you speak. Oh, and I want to talk about that. Again, it's it's highly interesting. For example, now, I have most of my problems in German because I speak about them in German. And I realize that I I get increasingly more problems in English as well because... I talk a lot of English, so it also problems arise in that kind of realm of my life and For now, I have the least problems in Spanish, so it's also just really interesting to see how your i not how your identity changes well I mean you're still the same person, but I just want to say that you are so you have so many facets. And that we should try to embrace that and and not be furious when we realize, oh, we don't fit into our description of who we are. And I think it's so hard today to, to not know who you are, to not be able to describe that. It may be mostly for yourself because we are always trying to find out who we are. But what for? Because we always somehow subconsciously know when we are not ourselves. So I think that might be enough and i want to say that it's great to have so many facets and to be so many people in one because it allows you to to make room for everything that might come because i realized when i have that strict vision of myself I don't take opportunities because I think it doesn't fit me. It doesn't fit my personality. I won't try clothes because I think, oh, no, that's not me. But what even am I? Do my clothes decide who I am? No, I don't think so. Does my hairstyle decide who I am? No. So, ah. I mean, we do it with other people. Like, it's, of course, and we have to generalize because otherwise... I think brains would just explode and we couldn't live if we wouldn't generalize. Because as I mentioned, we generalize to make some sense of the world. Because when we say, yeah, well, everything is subjective. You can never be sure of anything. And that's basically true. I I agree with that. I can never be sure of anything, but sometimes that's really not useful. So we have to generalize but I think that once we realize that we generalize we can also become aware that maybe just for ourselves we can also just let ourselves be and stop trying to generalize ourselves because we do it with everything so maybe that is one category where we can just leave it and be who we are and (laughs) It sounds really um positive so well <laughs> I didn't know if that made any sense but that's just what's in my brain and to me it all makes sense of course because that's in my brain and I think everyone should understand what's in my brain because it just makes sense right but if it doesn't make sense to you that might be a fantastic thing because you realize well i am unique as well because i don't understand what the heck this person is saying and i don't need to understand and maybe i'm glad that i don't think about that stuff so be happy that you are unique and that you are not like me and maybe you are happy that you are you and not me and sometimes i'm happy that i'm me and not someone else so um This is very confusing, but it was fun. Um, Thank you for your attention and don't take life too seriously. Goodbye.